welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Well, Jim, uh, I hope uh, you quenched your appetite over the Thanksgiving holiday. I did indeed. It was a uh, a, a nice a nice break uh, with 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 family and uh, but quieter than normal, unfortunately. Well, um, it, I, I think that's the way it was for everybody. We. Uh, that we all have much to be thankful for, and uh, hopefully we'll be through this COVID-19 problem relatively soon. I understand um, Vice President Pence announced today that uh, the vaccine is being distributed to distribution points all over the country, uh, and God willing, uh, this will be a distant memory by the time we, uh, we get to the spring. But let's see. Uh, speaking of COVID-19, Jim, I know Congress has come back. Uh, for their lame duck session. Uh, some people are saying it could be the busiest lame duck session in the history of lame ducks. So what you, what, how do you respond to that? That is that is not a, 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 a high bar to, talk, to walk over, by the way. Uh, and I, I, I think lame ducks always start with a lot of promise and end up with a lot of whimper. Um, you know, what, what we're watching for a couple of things. One, they've got to fund the government past January 11th. Uh, and uh, and that's 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 the least that they need to do. Whether it's a long term deal that gets us through the re- remainder of the fiscal year until September twenty one, uh, or they just kind of limp through and, and hand off the the the, uh, the appropriations uh, deal to the Biden administration remains to be seen. Also, whether or not they can actually get a COVID deal done. They're they're just just today. Uh, we saw a bipartisan, uh, a bicameral uh, proposal put out by what I would call the moderates in both chambers. Uh, and it looks it look it's about a nine hundred billion dollar package bigger than what Mitch McConnell wants, much smaller than what Nancy Pelosi wants. Uh, but it, it's got some rental assistance in it. It looks like it's got some PPP in it. Uh, it's got some vaccination money. So it's it's got a lot of the good things that have been in all of the packages we've seen uh, as Congress has failed to cut a deal. So uh, that's one of the things out out there. Uh, and 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 then. You know, whether they can do some odds and ends, whether it's tax policy or, or some of the small things like extenders they need to do. Um, you know, uh, given the way everything is going right now, I, I put all that at less than other than the, uh, funding the government. I put it all less than 50 percent. But uh, but we're already on the hill uh, talking to people about making sure our priorities are, are, are in that next package if it truly materializes. And what's your prediction for uh, what they, is known in the industry as a sine die adjournment of this Congress? Uh, I think at the at the latest, you're you're looking at the uh, at the 18th of uh, of December. So that's three weeks essentially from from now. Uh, though, you know, g- given given the two Georgia Senate race runoff races and uh, whether or not the the appetite of President Trump to to, to play ball here in the, the the waning month and a half of his term, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you the 18th just for fun. Okay. That- you know, the old saying is that no man's life, liberty, or property is safe when the legislature is in session. So let's get them out of here as quickly as we can. Here, here. I think all of our listeners would, would agree with that. That's right. um, Jim, what do you think, uh, what are you hearing um, about uh, cabinet positions and where President-elect Biden is going to go? Well, we, we've we, we've seen the, the, the economic team's been named, obviously, uh, former Federal Reserve Chairwoman, Janet Yellen, it will become the new Treasury Secretary. Uh, so I, I think uh, you look. We've had interaction with her when she was the Fed Chair at our our annual meetings with with the Fed, and uh, and I think there's reason to uh, to to be pleased with that pick. Uh, our our experience has been she's she's a great listener as as all Fed 
uh, Fed chairs are. Uh, I think she understands the truly understands the role of housing in in the economy. Um, uh, but what her policies were, you remember those meetings as well as I do. They're always tight-lipped in the big room. So uh, I think she's uh, she's well qualified, and and I, I look forward to working with her over the next the next few years. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that her academic uh, and her professional experience um, it, it presents a resume that is, I don't want to say unparalleled, but it's certainly none any better than hers. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, as a Fed uh, governor and as a Fed chairperson, uh, they never tell you what they're thinking. So uh, the jury will still be out on that, but uh, we do know her. Uh, I do believe it's safe to say that she respects our organization, uh, and I and I think that uh, uh, that that will that will help us at least uh, reestablish a relationship uh, and and help us to develop the kind of credibility uh, that we always like to have with with every administration. So uh, we'll see. Some of the other positions haven't been announced yet. We're still waiting. Obviously, many of our members are very concerned about some of the names being thrown around uh, for HUD, um, and the point there is. Uh, obviously, in a Democratic administration, uh, we're looking forward to a reinvigorated commitment um, to affordable housing uh, and assisted housing. Uh, we just hope it doesn't go too far um, to the left uh, at the expense of uh, what I call taxpaying uh, members of the housing community, as opposed to the non-for-profits, uh, or as I call them, the non-taxpaying members of the housing community. Uh, we'll, I, we, I think that we've got to be vigilant on that. And um, as most of our listeners are aware, we are already uh, engaged in those conversations uh, with, uh, with President-elect Biden's transition team. And for those of you who, who aren't familiar, um, uh, when an administration changes, the first thing the president-elect does is establish what's known as a transition team, uh, which is broken down into basically the same thing as the, the cabinet agencies. Uh, and various people are responsible for working with the outgoing administration to see that there is a uh, as seamless as possible transition from one to the other. Uh, and then that transition team also uh, is uh, involved in, if not making recommendations to the president-elect about who his cabinet and sub-cabinet choices will be. And that's where we sort of engage at the outset is with those transition team and the different pods within them. So. Um, uh, we're, we're very, very active already, and uh, we'll have more for our listeners as things develop here in, in Washington. And speaking of developments in Washington, Jim, uh, the Commerce Department has uh, reduced the tariffs on Canadian lumber by a significant amount. Um, uh, I think um, that's something that all of our members will applaud. Uh, it's something that our friends in the timber industry, um, I hope, uh, we'll look at uh, as an opportunity to come to the table uh, with the administration, with the Canadian government, with us as stakeholders, and try and hammer out a long-term a Canadian lumber agreement. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, great news. So, you know, we've seen astronomical lumber prices. We know that the tariffs have helped help create a lot of the a lot of the volatility over the last several years in the lumber markets. And, and, as, and, as, and as you know uh, all too well, um, you know, lower, lower tariffs are, are good for the domestics of producers as well, be, because so many companies own on both sides of the borders. It's just, it's a weird, uh, symbiotic's not the right word. Uh, maybe parasitic might be the right word, uh, but it is, 
it, it is definitely a strange relationship. And Monopolistic comes to mind. <laughs> well, I I hope uh, that that we do see some relief from the lumber prices. We've seen them uh, start to decline. We've seen them bounce back up over the over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but it's uh, it's we we just need to get to stable numbers so the members uh, can have confidence when they're pricing new homes, when they're selling new homes to people, uh, that we don't have these crazy spikes we've seen over the last six months. And, and, and look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pound our chests a little bit here. Uh, I don't think it's fair to say um, that it was our influence uh, that convinced the Commerce Department uh, to reduce those tariffs. But I will say with a great pride. Uh, it was us who called this issue to their attention. It was us who kept calling it to their attention and to the attention of everybody in the administration. And as I've said before, I think even on one of these uh, broadcasts, Jim, our four senior officers in the conversation that they had with the Commerce Secretary uh, Wilbur Ross and with the National Economic Council were as good and effective advocates as I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And I think we can take a measure of satisfaction uh, in these tariffs being reduced. Uh, it's another benefit of membership for our listeners. Uh, something that we're always trying to work on is to make the playing field as level as possible so that your businesses can thrive and profit. So congratulations to us. <laughs> I'll pay you can see me patting myself on the back. Yeah, no, that's right. This is a tremendous advocacy effort across the whole advocacy structure, whether it's the communications team, whether it's the regulatory team, the legal team, and the role that we play on the, on the legislative side. Um, it, it, re it really is, it, this is why people become members of the association for national advocacy. And, uh, and this is one of those that translates directly to dollars in, in our builders' pockets, but more importantly, homeowners' pockets. So good, good one for us. Absolutely. Well, listen, um, there's still a lot of change going on here in Washington. Uh, we're going to be uh, back before the end of the year with a couple more broadcasts of, of housing developments. I think we'll try and get Rob Dietz on to give us uh, an end of the year economic review. Uh, in this kind of a situation, Rob will remind me of a weatherman who will say, yes, it snowed. Um, he'll, he'll be right 100% no matter what he says about 2020. Uh, and uh, we'll get Rob on to look forward to 2021 as well. Uh, and maybe we'll try and get, you know, Jim, uh, some of these new, uh, not new congressmen, but uh, guys who now have influence, the moderate Democrats, the moderate Republicans, who because in the House, the majority is so small, are wielding power uh, that moderates, you know, haven't had in years. Yeah, decades. we to talk to some of them. We'll see if we can get a couple of them on. But in the meantime... Um, Jim, uh, what are you hearing about the virtual IBS? Well, uh, going gangbusters. I know John McGeary and Jeff Cassie and their teams are, are working uh, nonstop to make this uh, the best virtual IBS X that we've ever had. Uh, and I think that, as you've said, it, you know, this is it's going to be a component of IBS is going forward, hopefully. And I feel very confident uh, that we'll be all back together uh, in Orlando in 2022. Uh, but but so far so good. A lot of our exhibitors are uh, are are building web pages, are, are are looking forward to attracting their customers back on a different platform, but nonetheless doing the same level of business that they've done uh, to make this extremely successful event. 
Yeah, you're exactly right about uh, about it being the best uh, IBSX we've ever had, but that's because it's the only IBSX we've ever had. The 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 point that I would make is uh, in, in a, a meeting I had yesterday with Jeff Cassidy, uh, the number of exhibitors who are used to exhibiting uh, live uh, that are expressing interest in uh, doing it virtually this year uh, is really much higher than we. That's have. great. Wow. So we're looking forward to that. We hope the members. Uh, we'll follow this closely and, and register for that. Uh, please subscribe to Housing Developments. As you can tell from our conversation today, uh, the listeners to this broadcast uh, are given the news as it's breaking. Uh, first news means your ability to tailor your business models to, to fit what's coming out of Washington. And Jim and I take great pride on, on being able to break a lot of these stories for our listeners. So, um, Jim, you have any final comments? Yeah, just subscribe. You know, you know, Jerry and I. Uh, you know, we're we're it, today is uh, we're actually recording this on on Giving Tuesday. You had Black Friday. You had Cyber Monday. Today is Giving Tuesday. Please give give a little bit in this holiday season and 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 give your subscription to us. Uh, you'd be surprised that when people hear our podcast, they actually then invite us to become part of their 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 home builder meetings or larger meetings. This really is a great medium for us to, to, to bring NHP's message uh, to the masses. And, and we really need you on, on this Giving Tuesday to give a little bit more and subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> that was pretty I'm good. not sure that's what Giving Tuesday was all about, but I like where your head's at. With that, I'll say thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye.